0: America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new propswap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS Simplified. Head over to prizepicks.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com/slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everybody to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean second of the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin disappointing loss. Once again, for the Philadelphia Eagles, they fall to the Los Angeles chargers 27, 24 felt like we might sneak away with the victory, but uh, the chargers who normally their kicker messes things up comes through with the game winning kick. Uh, kind of deflating, but then also we, we saw some really good stuff, especially from the offense, Sirianni and Hertz, uh, man, I'm not much of a uh, moral victory guy, but certainly not the most painful loss we've seen this season. Rob, what is your, uh, what's
1: your takeaway from this game? Yeah. I think of all the losses, this one probably uh, bothers me the least. Cause I did I did feel, you know, for the first time, I guess this season, I'm starting to feel like the offense is finding, I don't know if I want to use the term groove, but I do think we're growing a little bit. Maybe we're figuring out what works. Yeah. And identity, obviously we're rushing the ball. I I still think, you know, we're scoring, but you know, Hertz only attempted 17 passes. I mean, we've almost overcorrected in the opposite direction, but I guess it's working. So I'm not going to complain. I'd like to see us, you know, balanced a little more, um, but you know, after how we started, I, I shouldn't complain at all. Maybe I just I want to see us put up a few more yards passing. But you know, look, uh, Devonte Smith had what 116 yards, uh, five catches. He easily could have had another touchdown potentially at the end of the half in the end zone. I think that was a throw, Hertz miss. So there was a lot to, to be positive about, at least offensively, defensively is, is a whole nother tale and not much to talk about there. And and the concerns continue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to get into that as, as far as who's to blame for what's going on with this defense, but Justin, was that, was that a, uh, a moral victory, even though we lost against the chargers, I don't want to be that loser franchise that gets excited about losing, especially at home. But there definitely was some, some good things the Eagles did on Sunday.
2: Yeah, it was weird. Um, I was disappointed. I think it's a game we actually could have won. I didn't expect it, honestly, to be this close. I'm kind of with Rob there in the fact that, you know, um, this, this is one where we kind of expected this outcome and probably didn't expect it to be this close of a game. Uh, so I was happy to see that um, on offense. Rob kind of pointed it out there. You know, it seemed like some things were starting to click. I agree with him as well with Hertz in the passing. I mean, he had 11 completions and, and he had 10 rushes. I mean, there's an issue there when you look at that. Um, and, and some of uh, those misses, I mean, were pretty big misses that one to Goddard early. And then, as Rob pointed out, that one to Smith in the end zone. And those are points uh, essentially being taken off the board there. And, you know, you think about that seven, you know, six more, seven more points there, we win the game, right? So, uh, that's an issue, but and as you pointed out, defense, they still have issues. I do actually think that some things are changing. Um, you know, uh, we've we've cut Wilson. Um, yeah. looks like Singleton has taken a little bit of a backseat now. Um, we've we've actually started to stop the run a little bit, uh, which is nice to see, but obviously it was certainly not enough. We'll talk about the completion historic completion percentage, I'm sure. Uh, because that is, that's, uh, you know, the elephant in the room now is how do we stop the passing game? Um, the, how do you let golf? I think throw what 73% <laughs> last week. And now yeah. uh, Herbert, who's a much better quarterback uh, throw over 80% against us is uh, it, it is, it's a, uh, it's it's a huge issue and I'm sure we'll address it here. shortly.
0: Yeah, no, in nine games this season, the Eagles have allowed five quarterbacks to complete at least 80% of their passes. Are you kidding me? I mean, goddamn! Now the golf thing at seventy-three percent. Okay, you can at least sell it as like, all right, it was a blowout, and, and maybe those were just checkdowns and garbage time, and we're sitting back. Okay, fine. But these five quarterbacks to complete at least eighty percent. I think it's back-to-back weeks with a uh, uh, historic, like guys setting completion percentage records and. Uh, there's been three games I think where we haven't forced a punt. That's insane. Like, I, I don't even know how we get to this point and certainly who's to blame for the defense. Is it, is it just as simple as Jonathan Gannon because our defense had issues last year, but I don't remember it just being this bad. Like we would occasionally force some third downs. We would occasionally get some stops. I mean, against the chargers, no QB sacks, no QB pressures, and and it seems like the book is out on us. You just do some really quick passing. Our cornerbacks sit back, and you just pick us apart. Obviously, Jonathan Caden deserves that. If you were cutting up a blame pie, he deserves a massive piece. But Rob, who else? Who else is at fault for this defense?
1: Yeah, Sean, I just want to put uh, that in perspective really quick because uh, I think. I thought Herbert was the fifth QB to to have 80%. I don't know if you've said fifth or six, but regardless, I saw a stat that between 1950 and 2020, the Eagles allowed six QBs to complete <laughs> 80% uh, of throws in a game with a minimum 25 attempts. So, and now this year we've done that five times. So this goes way beyond talent. It's clearly a scheme issue, clearly a Jonathan Gannon issue to start. Yeah. I'm not saying that the, the talent's perfect, but there's something going on scheme wise. That's allowing this to happen. If it's only happened five times in uh, you know, a 70 year period. So, you know, with that said, I think clearly Gannon deserves blame. Number one, he's playing soft defenses. This Ben don't break. The problem is They're just, uh, you know, they're never stopping them. So they're just marching down the field. You know, the pass rush, you know, the guys on the D line do deserve, I think some, uh, criticism, they are not getting home. And I know some people are saying the QBs are getting the ball out quick, but that's not necessarily always the case. Um, and they're still not getting home. And I I just want to touch upon one other thing on the defense. And I saw this stat somewhere today, I think on Reddit, um, you know, everyone says the Eagles just have no talent on defense, but interestingly, uh, assuming this is true, the Eagles have invested the seventh most cash in defense of any team for this season. And I think that excluded dead cap money. So there is significant money invested in our defense. I presume majority being the defensive line and probably slay because we don't have much in linebackers or anyone else. So To the extent that that's the case. And these guys aren't performing. There also has to be blame on Howie because he's the one making these financial decisions. And if you have that much money in the defense compared to the rest of the league and they're performing that this poorly, there's an issue there as well. Yeah, no,
0: I mean a lot to cover there, but we we've we've put a ton of money and talent and draft picks. I mean, Derek Barnett, first round pick Fletcher Cox, a high draft pick paid him a ton of money. Hargrave uh, right up there. As far as some of the money, I mean, you know, the guys that uh, Hargrave and, and, or even like Josh sweat uh, kind of a late round pick, but for the most part, the the Eagles build through the defensive line. and, And I would say out of the, out of any of the units, the defensive line to me has kind of been the most disappointing and most frustrating because they have games where they're just pushing the offensive line around. They're getting a ton of pressure. They're getting a ton of sacks and then other games like against the chargers that their offensive line isn't lights out. It's not, it's not like this historic offensive line and they just shit the bed. I, I don't, I don't get zero pressures. I understand they're getting rid of the ball quick and it's dinking and dunking. Cause the cornerbacks are playing off, but zero like zero that, that to me is inexcusable. I really can't wrap my head around it. Uh, you know, obviously we have talent issues at linebacker and safety, but our cornerbacks are are decent. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I obviously Howie deserves a ton of blame, and and the players do, especially the you know Fletcher Cox. Like, let's keep coming back to him and hammering on him. Pay the guy a lot of money. He's got to deliver. Justin, we've already hit on a a bunch of stuff. Is there anyone we're leaving out on this shit list uh, for the defense?
2: Well, no, I think I just wanted to point out. I mean, it it comes down to Gannon first and foremost, you know, he, yeah. he knew what talent was on that side of the ball. He took the job. So it does come down to him. I, I think the completion percentage, um, we expected it to be high considering the fact that I think it was, I saw uh, in 2018 and 19, the Colts defenses were top 10 in opponent completion percentage, but I didn't think we were going to see a historically high completion percentage as we saw, and you know what? Uh, I I can actually kind of understand the high completion percentage possibly going against Herbert, but you know to have five quarterbacks yeah. the eighty uh, percent completion percentage against us is is pretty amazing. Um, I know Herbert was getting the ball out I think faster than any quarterback. Uh, last week from what I saw. I think it was like 2.3 seconds or something like that. But that just means he's dialed in and and he knows exactly what we're running. So um, there's definitely an issue there. You pointed out the pressure. Uh, Maybe there's possibly an issue with the gap assignments on the defensive line and what's taking place there. I know that Gannon is uh, blitzed a little bit more from what I understand last week, but those blitzes, I mean, they weren't getting home, obviously. Um, and he's trying to change things up, as, as I alluded to earlier with, you know, we've we've started to slow down the rush against us at least a little bit. Um, it's looking to be more in, in place, but um, it's still not good enough. Um, and then you guys did point out, you know, Howie and the fact that uh, we are seventh highest paid defense in the league right now. But that does, that just means also, though, that we aren't drafting well. We haven't drafted yeah. a defensive player, I believe, in the first or second round since 2017. So that means that we got to pay, you know, possibly mediocre talent, decent money in order to get them to play on our team. Just because we're playing them a, a, a good amount, a healthy amount, doesn't necessarily mean they're top caliber players. How you become a great defense is you're able to, you know, draft these guys and build talent that way and, you know, keep them for the fourth and even possibly extend them for the fifth and uh, pay them a low salary. And it's become an issue as you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, everyone, the obvious one is you get that rookie quarterback on that rookie contract. And it really helps because it frees up space a lot of other places, but you need a hit on some of these draft picks. Uh, You can't just trade for everyone and and Howie, to his credit, like one of the things he does best is get a lot of value as far as number of picks and where we get them. And you squeeze the most out of the salary cap and keeps kicking it down the line. But so you just got to draft some winners. And right now on the defensive side, we have not drafted many winners. This brings us to our Rob, the Realist segment. Uh, we came in with some cautious optimistic takes. I think overall me probably on the more optimistic side, but what about the core of this team? What about just waking up on Sunday, knowing they got a game. Do you like the team Rob?
1: Yeah. I think, um, I'm starting to like the offense more and more, as I said in the beginning, Uh, you know, look, I'm still rooting for Hertz. I I like the guy. I think he's gritty. I, I still have concerns about him missing throws. And it just seems like sometimes he's a step late on throws. So ultimately is he the QB of the future? I still don't know, but with that said, he protects the ball. He doesn't turn the ball over much, which is great. Um, and I do think the offense has a chance to continue to grow the second half and put up some real points. So uh, I, I do like the core of the offense. I like Devonte Smith coming off that game. I think he's going to, you know, when you watch his film and I know he hasn't had big games every week. And I think a lot of that's been the offense, but he really does get open. He, oh, he is yeah. smooth out there. And, and, and the more I watch this, I, I really think he can be really good. Um, so I do like the core on offense defense though. Not so much. I'm kind of just out on the defense and that starts with Gannon, but it's also the players. I, I just, you know, like I said, I it, it seems like the defensive players are kind of out on the game. They're not, uh, you know, they're not getting it done. So I, I'm, it's a very mixed bag. And I would say this, I'm, I'm starting to, for a while, I was real down on Sirianni. And now he's kind of creeping back up because I do think he's improved a bit the past few games. And, you know, at at this point it looks possible. I think it's almost assured again, that Sirianni's coming back next year. Um, I don't see a scenario where he's gone, but I do now see a scenario where Gannon could be gone. Uh, He may be the scapegoat um, and deservedly. So based on how the defense is playing. So um, I danced around that answer, but I like the core of the offense. Um, uh, you know, the O line continues to play well. Um, but one player I'm going to say that I am out on is Jalen Rager. Um, oh God. Uh, one catch for minus six yards last week. And I saw a stat that he is 144th out of 159th uh, in, uh, yards per reception. I think 7.6 yards. I mean, let's put this in perspective. We put, took him in the first round. We passed up Justin Jefferson. We passed up other guys who could have been contributors and he has not lived up to it. And I don't know what it is. If it's the offense, if it's, he doesn't run good routes, if he's just not putting in the work, I don't know. I don't know the answers to that, but he's clearly not producing. And at this point, you know, a a year and a half into his career, you know, he has not justified that first round pick in any way.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, the, the thing about it is as far as likability, if you had to get a jersey of a defensive player right now, who would it be? I, I don't even know. Was it Darius Slay? It's like, yeah, he's all right. But uh, am I really stoked when big play Slay comes into town? Fletcher Cox feels like he's got one foot out the door. I, I don't know. Josh Sweat, are you going to get a Josh Sweat jersey, like a situational pass rushing guy? Maybe Milton Williams, if you're optimistic, but I mean, again, he's shown some flashes for a young guy, but you're really getting his jerseys, and and I think that kind of just sums up where the team is at. Hertz is likable, but his future remains uh, super cloudy. All right, just a reminder: we're brought to you by Win Bet, the, the Diehard Eagles Podcast, and all the podcasts on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Download the win betting app now. Get that $1,000 risk free bet. Right now, the Eagles, two and a half point dogs in Denver coming up this Sunday, plus 125 on the money line. Total sitting at 45. If you want to get down on that? Just head over to winbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America goes to buy and sell real sports bets. Go to propswap.com, use our promo code SGP, and get a sweet deposit bonus up to $5. Hundred dollars. Good time to do a little. Uh, halfway into the season, check. And uh, Rob and I were kind of getting into it, but you know, wh- where is Hurts? And and I think the biggest disappointment of this season could be coming away and not having a clear picture of whether Hertz is the guy or not. I I think for him to be the guy, he really has to win over Howie and Jeffrey, and he's kind of behind the eight ball has a lot to prove, but Justin, I'll, I'll let you weigh in here. Uh, where are you at with Hertz? Are you like, if you had to grade the percentage, well, what, like what percentage do you think Jalen hurts is the starter next season? How many, how, what percentage points are you at?
2: You know what? That's a great question. Um, I think Thank you. if, if I, <laughs> if I had to say it, I'd probably say it's 50 50 at the moment maybe even 40% chance that he is the quarterback next season and we don't draft somebody. Um, I just think right now, you know, he's shown, you know, those late game spurts, and I love what I see sometimes at the end of games, but he still seems to be failing to go through his progressions. Yeah, You know, we talked about uh, the fact that he ran it, you know, 10 times last game, and he seems to bail early at times as well. Um, I I think with this last half of the season, he's going to be, he's going to need to be able to show that he could start sticking in the pocket a little bit longer, making a few more completions each game and, you know, not missing those, those, uh, those important throws, especially, you know, throws like the ones that he missed to uh, to Smith in the end zone and the one that he missed to Goddard as well. So I I think he's just going to need to up the completion percentage and make some key passing plays he's already doing it with his legs, which is awesome. But uh, in order to be a quarterback in this league, you got to think pass first.
0: Yeah. I, I think it could be as high as 60%. He's the starter Um, just, just because I could see a scenario where we draft a guy relatively high, but ne- not necessarily make him the day one starter. So I think that scenario is in play. And then obviously Russell Wilson seems to be like the latest. Uh, name that uh, could be tied to the Eagles. Rob, where are you at with a potential uh, Russell Wilson trade? I know we, we yeah. seem collectively pretty out on Deshaun Watson,
1: but what about danger Russ? Yeah. You know, it's hard to say. Cause I, I think he's a tremendous player, um, but Uh, you know, this is my concern. I I think the team has a lot of holes, uh, on defense and, and even offense. There's plenty of things that we could fill and, you know, to get someone like Russell Wilson, you're going to be probably using all three of those first round picks, at least two of them and some other picks. And I'm not convinced we get Russell Wilson and all of a sudden, you know, we're in a position to compete for the super bowl. I don't think we're just one QB away is my point. So I don't know that I'm in favor of giving up all those picks for, you know, a QB entering. I don't want to say later part of his career, but certainly mid to, you know, at least mid part of his career um, when it's not going to make us an instant contender, like, you know, the Rams this year, they traded all in for Matthew Stafford, but they really felt they were one player away. And honestly, they very well, maybe, I mean, they're, they're looking good. They had a terrible game last week, but you know, I still think they're going to be in it at the end. They just signed OBJ as well. Um, uh, the Eagles, I would much rather candidly for us to get a rookie. The problem is this year, it doesn't seem like there's those elite rookie quarterbacks. Now, I still think some QBs are going to emerge as we get to the combine and whatever, and and we'll see where it goes. And in fact, Howie supposedly is, is at the uh, North Carolina pick game tonight. Checking out the two QBs, so I'm sure they're interested. But I wouldn't mind drafting a, a rookie with one of those picks, and you know maybe like you said, Hertz does still start next year, but there is competition. Maybe someone with some elite arm talent, um, and we can go from there. But I do want to make this point about Hertz. You know, although I I, I am skeptical he's going to be the QB of the future, it is very strange that I oddly have confidence in him in big moments, <laughs> like watching that Chargers game. I fully believed if we got the ball back with enough time that he could march us down the field. And I think a lot of that stems from his running ability. I mean, he had some great runs in that game, that one run where he flipped over. Oh, I mean, he's a, a tough guy. So, and I don't remember ever having that same confidence in Carson, even though Carson did have that you know arm, he could make all the throws, but um, so there is something to be said about Hertz that he is. I do think he is a gamer. Um, I just hope he can improve his passing.
0: Yeah, it's funny. And, uh, if you don't follow follow Brian Baldinger on, on Twitter he's a good follow. I had some good breakdowns of Jalen hurts uh game and you know, the stuff he was doing right. And how he was late on a couple of stuff. And that seems to be his issue is just kind of a hair late on some of the reads and and get the ball out in time. And it, it's, it's funny you say that I, I had that same feeling. I was so confident that if we got the ball back Hertz was going to be able to drive them down and get a field goal or a touchdown, depending on how much time was left. But then I was also so confident that our defense wouldn't be able to force either a third down or stop the clock or, you know, basically save enough time uh, for them. They actually have a shot at the game. So I know what you mean. Like he has a certain confidence and aura about him. And if he can, his, his passing isn't so horrible, like he's close. And I, and I would say this was one of his better passing games. I mean, a couple of those completions to Devonta Smith, he sat back in the pocket was calm in pocket and delivered a downfield strike. Like you see flashes of it. It just needs to be consistent. And and some of the reads need to be a little quicker. You mentioned that, uh, that Pitt UNC game, Sam Hal, of course, uh, one of the QB prospects for UNC and Kenny Pickett, the uh, fifth year senior for Pitt. I'm kind of right now ranking Kenny Pickett, kind of my number one guy right now, and he's a guy. You know, if you look at the mock drafts right now, he's only in the second round. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he shoots up the draft boards. Uh, he's a local kid, 31 touchdowns, three interceptions for the year. He's had multiple TD passes in every game this season. He does have, uh, does wear two gloves, uh, a la Teddy Bridgewater, which really seems to aggravate Rob, and and not a good look. Kind of odd. But other than that, I kind of like what I've seen at a Kenny Pickett. Uh, certainly not a slam dunk, and uh, definitely a bunch of holes you could poke in uh, in his game. Justin, what about you? Who is uh, who is who are, who do you have your eye on right now in in the in college game as far as a potential replacement for Hertz?
2: I actually, Sean, I, I was looking through it I think two weeks ago, and I don't really like any of these guys at the moment. Um, <laughs> And and honestly, I'd be with you. I think the best guy at the moment is Pickett. Um, I am also with Rob though as well with the glove thing. Um, and just the fact that he's gotta wear the it glove. Is weird It seems like it seems like it's because he has small hands from what I read. And he also has that issue with the overthrows, which is just a la Carson Wentz. Yeah, there is you know
0: is, and, and watching him scramble a little bit and like the <laughs> uneven way he scrambles and just like kind of a little lumbering white guy. It does Don't am a little, little Wentz and I just don't want to go there.
2: The PTSD kicks in hard when I start to (laughs) see that stuff. And I, and I'm kind of with Rob as well with, you know, Hertz is a gamer at the end of the game. And maybe the reason we have a lot of faith in him is because just simply Carson Wentz, man, uh, I used to get nervous when we had the ball on offense, which sucks as a, as a fan Um, overall, I will say though, and I I just wanted to talk about uh, the Russell Wilson possible trade. I think if we could, I would honestly be in favor of possibly giving up two first rounders and maybe even a third at most there. I don't know what he's going to go for, honestly, but and I don't know if that that definitely doesn't necessarily make us a super bowl contender right there. We'd still have to make a little bit more happen, but we do have a bit of cap space and we still have a number of draft picks that we could utilize um, if we do the, you know, two first and maybe a lower pick there. We'd still have one left over, hopefully. Um, but with that said, I mean, you would think if we had Russell this season, we'd be, in a, we'd be a playoff contender at this point. You got to think we win the San Francisco game with him and even possibly this past game if we have him. He's good enough for a decent amount of points there. So I, I think it is something to consider um, just to play devil's advocate. I don't know if I would do it. Don't get me wrong, but I did just want to add that. I, I'm not saying Rob's wrong. In, in his take, I completely understand that, but I think it's something to, to look into um, and at least consider.
1: That's yeah, a fair, that's a fair point. Um, you know, I also think realistically, I find it hard to believe Russell Wilson wants to come here either. So I don't know what our realistic shot is to land him. True. Um, he regardless. wasn't on the
2: Sierra list of places to go to <laughs> of cities to move to. So you are right about that. Rob. It might take the three first rounders, which uh, I would not be
0: in to win over Sierra. Yeah, no, it is. He he's a guy. I wouldn't be, if you picked one quarter, he's getting a little old in the tooth and that's kind of what you worry about is like investing in this, uh, you know, quarterback who previously hadn't missed the start. Uh, finally missed a couple of games for the first time in his career because of a uh, uh, broken finger, got the pin out. He's supposedly ready to go come Sunday, but he all, he does seem like a super health guy. And like uh, he, he, if any quarterback uh, that's kind of older may have a thing like Brady where they can hang around uh, for a long time, maybe it is Russell Wilson. He's certainly not uh, at Brady's level, but he's I think if you gave Russell Wilson, a good offensive line, he may be able to, to play at a, a high level for another like five to six years. I, I would not be shocked, especially the way they protect the quarterbacks in this league. And I, I, I certainly wouldn't be surprised. All right. Big game coming up Sunday against the Denver Broncos, maybe a chance to get back in the wildcard mix. And again, we're three and six, but schedule opens up a little bit, got some division games. There's a chance to go on a little bit of a run, get the seventh spot little win against the chargers would have been nice. Uh, that was in the cards, but now we head to Denver Denver Broncos. I mean, we're two and a half point dogs. So I, according to the bookmakers, we would uh, we're like a half point better on the neutral field, which is tough to imagine. Bronco Broncos coming off that massive win against the Cowboys, possibly a letdown spot for them. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater has taken 26 sacks this season uh, and, and the Broncos are pretty banged up. Uh, I think they're both their uh, interior linebackers are on the COVID list. Obviously they just traded away Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. So th- that, defense, we should have some opportunities. We have some injuries uh, on our own, on our own side, Darius Slay Avante Maddox day to day. I mean, we can't, we're so thin in the backfield. We can't really afford to not have one. If not both of those guys uh, would be massive. And Josh sweat um, is in the concussion protocol. So we got our own issues as well. Justin let you get going here. What do we got to do on the defensive side?
2: Besides not be uh, a pussy. (laughs) Uh, I think with us, uh, uh, man, I I hate to say this, but I think the kind of the scheme that we used last week would still be effective against Teddy Bridgewater. As long as we're able to stop the rush, I think you just stop the rush. Uh, You make Teddy make mistakes. I think we can win this game. Obviously you want our defensive line to put a, uh, to give more pressure, uh, make him make mistakes, get a few more sacks. Uh, But I I think as long as we can contain the rush, we're in a good spot. Uh, You saw last week, you know, against, uh, the Cowboys, I mean, the reason the Cowboys lost is simply because they could convert on fourth down and they had two turnovers. So they essentially had six turnovers. It wasn't because of the Broncos offense by any means. Uh, I know the Broncos had 190 rushes, uh, 190 rush yards last week, but that's because they were ahead in the game, the the entirety of it from beginning to end. So I, I think as long as we can stop that, we'll be in a good spot. Yeah.
0: That is uh that is certainly it. And it's interesting, our run defense hasn't been that horrible. And and part of me just thinks it's because teams just want to pass on us and haven't gotten around to uh running the ball. And maybe that's why uh we're looking so good. But uh yeah, I I don't know. I again I just wish we would play up like and I know it was the Lions, but they were so so much more aggressive up on the line. I, I just I would be fine with them playing up on the line and realize, Hey, we're going to get beat sometimes, but just do it and, and make, make Teddy Bridgewater hit those deep passes, make them beat you with the deep ball and crowd the box. I, I just want to see the safeties, the linebackers and the cornerbacks all play closer to the line of scrimmage. Cause they're tackling at times has not hasn't been that horrible. It just seems like we're out a position all the time. So I, I want to see them up on the line, Rob, what has the
1: defense got to do here? Yeah. I don't know, Sean, that I agree with you as to our run defense. Um, and look, I haven't well, looked at the I, stats I, specifically. I, I, yeah. The numbers
0: would show that we're, we're not horrible, but eye test, I, I don't feel great about. Yeah. yeah
2: it I, the last I three- oh, go for it. Rob.
1: No, I was going to say my eye test is we get gashed and there's, you know, big holes. I think historically the past few years, we've been great against the run. Uh, and this year it just looks totally different. Um, so I just have so little confidence period in the defense at this point, but if we give up 80% to Teddy Bridgewater, um, you know, make him beat us deep. Like you said, I would much rather us get torched for two deep touchdowns than to just give up 10 yards, eight yards, seven yards, 15 yards, and, and just, you know, touchdown after touchdown, it's, you know, frustrating, have some guts, make the call. If you get burned, you get burned but at least you went burned. Go, you get burned going down swinging. And we have not done that this year. And that's what, that's what I want to see. If we're going to get beat, make, make him make the throw to beat us. Not these easy under underneath throws that any QB in the NFL can make.
0: Yeah. And the thing that worries me is that, you know, if anyone would, would take that, it might be Teddy Bridgewater. Cause he is kind of, he's a guy who's gotten by with efficiency and uh yeah, like that's kind of his game. And uh actually it looks like we're pretty similar. Twentieth in rush DVOA defensively and 21st in pass DVOA. Although I swear we're I don't know what is all factored into into pass DVOA, but I, I feel like we're the worst pass defense in the league. And maybe it's just maybe it's not yardage and points per se, but just like the ability to just get stops and create thirds downs. It's 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 really maddening and it's it's why it's tough to like any of these players on the, uh, on the defense. It's, it's crazy. But heading over to the offense, Rob, I'll let you start on the offense. I mean, it seems like Sirianni has turned the page and and listened to everyone and is running the ball Um, and the offense, you know, like you said, kind of a rhythm. Don't want to give him too much credit, but I, I there was definitely a bunch of handful of plays where you're like, yeah, I like this. This is our offense. What do we got to do uh, come Sunday against
1: this Broncos team? I think we just have to keep more of the same, quite honestly. And, you know, I'm not an expert on the Broncos defense, but, you know, keep the run game going. I I think, you know, you actually may see some teams start to overcorrect against us and play the run and make Hurts beat them by throwing. So I still would like to see. Look, I think 11 completed passes, as I said in the beginning, is not enough. You know, I'd still like to see us, you know, have a little more balance of attack with some more throwing yards. Um, so uh, you know that's one thing that I want to monitor. I'd like to see us stay balanced, but still have a few more passing attempts than eleven completed passes. I want to keep working Devonta Smith. He's clearly our best receiver. him and Goddard, those two should be the focus of the offense from a passing perspective. I'd still like to see a couple deep shots to Quez. Um, but you know, keep feeding the rock and 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 let the pass game come from that. I, you know, the play action now should be that much more effective uh, now that we actually can run the ball and it is a threat. Um, I like that we brought Jordan Howard up to the active roster. He's earned it, quite honestly. Um, I don't know where he was the rest of the season, but yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I think everyone has this perception that he's some. You know, guy that's, you know, kind of washed up in the league, but he's only twenty-six and it seems like he's got plenty of life into him. And he does bring a different, uh, you know, different dimension than than guys like Gainwell and Miles Sanders that I think has benefited this this team.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's interesting, the Jordan Howard thing. And and by all accounts, he looked really good in training camp and was kind of surprised all the beat writers and stuff that he didn't make the team. And uh, you know, I'm fine giving him the ball. He, he seems to be running hard with juice and uh, seems to be a good match for this Eagles offensive line. And we're getting a good push. I'm with you. that the, the no deep shots doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, Quez Watkins, like he, throw that guy, the ball, he's, he's done a good job of getting open and making plays. Like he's, he's pulled down a couple contested balls. I mean, if I'm Sirianni at least once or twice in a game, especially where we're just running the ball so much, the play action is going to be there with the deep ball. I I'd, I'd like to like guarantee Quez Watkins one or two deep targets a game. Hopefully they can get to that. Justin, what do you got to see on the uh, offensive side of the ball?
2: I mean, first and foremost, uh, in this case, protecting the ball. I mean, uh, Broncos, you know, uh, they played some easy teams to begin with in order to, you know, uh, you know, get their wins. And then they played Dallas last week, which was their most impressive win. But that's because once again, I mean, Dallas couldn't convert on fourth down and they turned the ball over twice. So if we can, you know, protect the ball, I I think we're in good shape. And then obviously, as you guys pointed out, we got to run it. Um, They're giving up just under 100 yards rushing per game. Um, As you were talking about earlier, Sean, their their linebackers are, are banged up. I think we can, you know, do some damage in the run game for sure. I would love for us to throw deep as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think part of that isn't necessarily Sirianni, though. I think that's just more hurts, you know, not waiting long enough and possibly not having as much confidence in his deep ball, considering, you know, he was underthrowing a little bit um, a few games earlier. So maybe he can build up that little confidence, hold the ball a little bit longer, go through his progressions and start hitting these guys. As you guys pointed out, I think earlier in the podcast, I mean, devonte's getting open. Um, yeah. it's just if he's if Hertz is able to hit him out there. So um I'd love to see that and I'd love to see a, a few passes to Quez as well, as you guys said. So I, I'm right along with you. I think we all pretty much have the same game plan here.
0: Yeah, no, and you're right. Uh, we say not taking the deep shots, and maybe they are drawing them up and he's just not pulling the trigger on them. But it does seem like you know, like in that San Francisco game or a couple other times, there's been clearly like designed Quez shots uh that just aren't Aren't getting taken uh, in the game. All right. Before we uh, pick our Eagles' next Nest player and uh, get to our final score predictions, Justin, what is the diamond in the rough? What is one key thing we have not discussed in this podcast? Give us Justin's gem.
2: Actually, you guys were discussing him already. Uh, Jordan Howard. Uh, I'm going to go with him. He had a, a, a solid game last week 17 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. I think you guys are right. Uh, We got to pound the rock this game. And Howard offers us, you know, a little bit more with his game. Seems to always fall forward. Uh, At the very least, he seems to always get us a couple yards. I don't know if Boston Scott necessarily does that all the time. He's played well. Um, And the game well seems to be more of a finesse guy. And obviously, uh, he has that catching ability. But I think Howard's a key here and a staple. Um getting him going and seeing what we can do as far as in the run game will open it open up a lot more for us.
0: Yeah, like it, like it. All right, uh, a couple more shout outs here before we get to the final predictions. want to make sure you guys check out prizepicks.com. It's DFS simplified over under on uh, some of your favorite players and obviously you can get down on some of these uh, Eagles players over under. you want to fade them. There's a bunch of a uh, bunch of prop bets, and again, if prop if you don't have legalized gambling in your state, Prize Picks is a great way to enjoy and have some uh, prop betting fun. Use that promo code SGP get a hundred percent deposit match up to one hundred dollars when you use the promo code SGP, and that is uh, PrizePicks.com. Also, want to make sure you guys check out BetQL Daily; it's a daily podcast. Again, if you like listening to people talk about sports and gambling, uh, I think you're going to enjoy BetQL Daily. It's available on Odyssey every day 9 a.m. weekdays, and you can get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well. Plenty of spots to get BetQL Daily. And last but not least, Better Fantasy. That's right, Better Fantasy. It's uh, it's super fun. You basically sync your fantasy league, and then you can play heads up. Against uh people in your fantasy league, and they have uh betting spreads and even kind of like prop bets for your league. It's free to play. So you they set you up with a thousand credits and then you can cash the credits out for gift cards. Uh again, if you're a if you're a a Gen only, I think you're gonna really enjoy better fantasy. B-E-T-T-O-R-Fantasy.com slash S G P N B E T T O R fantasy slash s. G P N All right, time to get into it. Talking Eagles predictions, final score predictions. And Justin, I'll put you uh I'll let you go first. Who is going to be your Eagles player of the game and give us your final score prediction?
2: I'm going to double down on the same guy that I picked last week. At least if my memory serves me correct, I picked him. DeVonte Smith. I felt bad for him and I felt like he might have a good game last week. He hadn't been contributing all that much and people were starting to get on him rightfully so. but he, he had a solid game last week, you know I think Rob said 112 yards TD there. Uh, I think he can have another hundred like I said, we established a run we can open some more things up. seems like every time we see a film posted about him he's obviously he's open. Um, so it, why not? I think he could get another 100 and a touchdown this game and I'd like to see it from him as far as score, I'm gonna say we're gonna win this one. I know we're. Let's go. Yeah, I know we're going in there, but uh, I think we can we can win this one, 24 to 17.
0: I like it. I like I like the prediction. I like the score. I like Devonta Smith, and uh, yeah, Devonta Smith was the highest graded receiver in the NFL in Week Nine, so uh, maybe that is the bright spot of the season so far. Devonta Smith getting separation. And uh, I, I think last week was kind of his, his, best game of the year and good to see him and Hertz uh, building on a connection there, Rob, who is your uh, Eagles nest player and uh, what's your final score predictions?
1: Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, so I'm staying away from the defense until someone shows me something I'm, I'm not going <laughs> there. There's not one person on defense who deserves to be picked. Um, I'm going to say, you know, I'm actually going to say Jalen hurts in this game. I, Let's I think go. he's been consistent. Uh, you know, he's missed some throws, but you know, he's been consistent in not turning the ball over. I think he is going to come out a little sharper throwing this week uh, mixed in with the run game. Uh, you know, I think his running will stay potent. Uh, so I'm going to say him. I think he is going to lead us to a victory. Actually Uh, realist. Rob does think we're going to win this one. Wow. I actually think we're going to win this one 31 to 21. Uh Eagles. A comfortable win for the Philadelphia I like
0: Eagles. I like where your head's at, Rob. Let's go, birds. I'm gonna say uh Jordan Howard. I, I know uh it's not a surprise, and he just keeps he just looks like he's running hard. I think the O line likes blocking for him. The big uglies up front will uh pave away for Jordan Howard. Get a couple of touchdowns and help uh, bring this Eagles victory home. I got them winning. Let's say let's say we shock the world. Get thirty five points, thirty five to thirty one. Eagles win in Denver. LFG. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Diehard Eagles podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Diehard Eagles fifty two at Diehard Eagles fifty two. For the Super Bowl Fifty Two champs, the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Diehard Eagles Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever great podcasts are found. For the Diehard Eagles Podcast, I'm Sean, a in the money green for Rob, for Justin, go birds. Okay.